0: Wait, let me check. Hey guys, welcome to History Reexamined, a student led podcast that uncovers the truths and misconceptions behind history's most infamous conspiracies. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the theories behind the Dalai Lama and his connection with the CIA and how that theory kind of evolved from not many people knowing what was happening at that time. So introducing our conspiracy examiners today, my name is Pranav.
1: And I'm Brianna.
0: And because it's a discussion, we will provide a variety of viewpoints on each conspiracy and give you some uh, truths we have uncovered throughout our research. I like to start off by saying, this is not really a conspiracy. Um, It's more like a secret mission involving the cia and the Dalai lama and a lot of people at that time not many people knew what the government was specifically doing in other regions because of course and this happened in the 50s and the 60s and during that time not a lot of people had tvs and not a lot of people had cable and stuff like that and they didn't have the technology to really know what was going on at that time so if you don't already know, the Dalai Lama is basically a very religious, um, he's basically like the Pope of um, Buddhism. And he's a very uh, religious character. Um, And every so often after a Dalai Lama dies, his spirit is known to be reincarnated into another um, body. And that keeps the tradition going on. And it's specifically in Tibetan Buddhism, which is a it's a it's a separate branch of Buddhism, and it is mostly practiced in the Tibet region of uh, China, which is basically northern China. Um, but basically, because this is a CIA mission, there isn't that much knowledge. But there, it took place in the '60s, and um, it happened around the time of the Cold War, and with all the democracy versus communism kind of uh, Cold War centered. Um, not really a war, but just a era of aggression and kind of um, hostile activity and stuff like that. And basically what happened was that in the 1950s and the 60s, after World War II, the communist regime of China was trying to expand to nearby territories. Um, this could be seen as in the Korean War, in the Vietnam War, although those were later in the uh, late nine, uh, 1900s and this, one of these areas included Tibet. The U.S. were scared that the communist regime would spread to many countries, and so the CIA launched a two-decade program which consisted of political action, propaganda, paramilitary, and intelligence operations. At first, only the two brothers of the Dalai Lama knew, but after that, the Dalai Lama was brought into the circle and um, Dalai Lama helped the resistance kind of um, mobilize, mobilize and uh, fight back to the Chinese. So the Chinese started invading uh, Tibet right around uh, 1951, 1950, but then uh, Tibet and China signed this thing called the Sino-Tibetan Agreement, which allowed China to station troops in Tibet as well as handle its international affairs. In exchange for that, the Chinese would not alter or affect the current government in Tibet and nor affect the status and authority of the Dalai Lama. But the CIA and the U.S. government in general did not like this because, like I said before, the U.S. were were scared. The U.S. was scared that the communist regime would spread to Tibet. And because the Chinese military was so strong compared to the Tibetan military, China would easily be able to take over. And so this provided a reason for the U.S. to enter. So the, basically the goal of the program was to keep the political concept of an autonomous Tibet alive, with Tibet and, um, within Tibet and among several four nations. They wanted the four nations to recognize Tibet as an autonomous nation, meaning it one as a free nation. So India actually came into play because of this, because of their strategic location, first of all, And so the Indian Forest Service actually helped the CIA give equipment and training to agents in Tibet. The main conspiracy, like I said before, it's not really a conspiracy. It's more like a historical, like a secret mission. Not not a lot of people knew about this. It only came into um, the public in 1998 after the CIA um, gave the files to the public, to the news media outlets and stuff like that. But the main thing why the U.S. did this was the people adore the Dalai Lama. He was the head religious figure. He was the head political figure in in Tibet, and he was very kind. He was very generous. He wanted to make sure everybody was okay, and because of this, the CIA saw him as the perfect figure for their propaganda to make sure that democracy or the anti-communist regime kind of sorry, the anti-communist propaganda still lives on. So the main thing is that the CIA funded more than 1.7 million each year to the Tibetan resistance. Within that, the CIA gave 180,000 to the Dalai Lama to promote the, I'm not saying that right, just to promote that Tibet was an autonomous region from China, So, but the Dalai Lama, of course, didn't keep it all for himself. He's a very generous person and he gave most of it to resistance groups. And because of this, the resistance had a lot of power over for a really long time. And And so the Dalai Lama still promoted this kind of cause and this goal to keep Tibet autonomous from China, even after fleeing to India for safety, after China moved in closer, closer into the capital of Tibet. And I think the biggest thing um, from this I'd say, conspiracy theory would be that propaganda was very useful in promoting either the communist regime or the um, democratic kind of uh, viewpoint found in the West opposed to the communist regime in the East. And I think a lot of this was due to the press bringing attention to the issue in later years. Um, Of course, we did not really know about the CIA's mission, but we did know about the democracy versus the uh, communist regimes. We did know about the Cold War and stuff like that. And the press brought a lot of attention to that issue. And because of that, in 1998, after the files were uncovered to the American public, as well as to the rest of the world, a lot of protests erupted because of this. Brianna, do you have um, any thoughts about Kind of what happened, because this is not really the kind of conspiracy theory um kind of talked about in our last two episodes. It's more like a historical kind of secret that um not really not many people knew about until the CIA published its information to the public.
1: yeah, I mean, I think this is definitely like one of the like I don't know like crazier things like out of the episodes of what we covered, just because like the fact like I don't know like that it actually happened and this is something that i don't think a lot of people know about like i did not like know about any of this before and like i'm very i guess i'm not surprised but i am surprised that people don't know about it but it's crazy to think that like the cia kept this so secretive and like no one knew about it and still it's so like a topic that not a lot of people know about like it's just crazy
0: yeah of course i i think the main um The reason why, of course, a lot of people have uh, many, many, many conspiracy theories about the CIA in general, because just, we don't know that much about them. Um, We have different kind of shows and movies that are showing that the CIA are doing certain things, but we don't really know what they're all about. We just know they're the central intelligence agency, and we just know they kind of um, monitor what we're doing and what the rest of the world is doing and make sure that we're safe, but we really don't know what's what their um, what their missions are, or what their goal is, or anything like that. And I found this very fascinating because they're really able to um, get a public figure such as the Dalai Lama. Like I said before, he's adored by the whole world. Even if you're not Buddhist, if you're Christian, if you're Hindu, if you're Muslim, we all adore the Dalai Lama just because he's a person that promotes happiness, uh, kindness, compassion, and he's very generous. And like I said before, he donated most of his um, money that he earned from the CIA CIA for the Tibetan re- resistance. And because of that, I feel like the U.S. government, um, in their mission, I think they did a smart move uh, trying to have the Dalai Lama kind of um, as their face for their propaganda, promoting democracy, promoting that Tibet should be autonomous from uh, China. Um, This program ended after President Nixon visited China to establish closer relations in 1972. So this is kind of um, not really controversial, but, well, yes, it was controversial among the Tibetans just because Because the U.S. president went to China to establish relations, it kind of meant that they were signing more with China than they were with the people of Tibet. And so the Dalai Lama actually criticized this decision, saying, "Quote: It it proved wholeheartedly that the U.S. never did it to help the people of Tibet." And so I feel like the Tibetan people were betrayed um, by the U.S. at the very end. But I still believe this was a great. a great program to promote democracy and to kind of stop the communist regime from uh, expanding throughout uh, the Eastern Asia and of course, Central Asia.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely like strategically that, like that would be the person that you would wanna be like the face of what you're supporting. Like that definitely makes sense. Um, It also like, it definitely makes you wonder like more about what the CIA is doing too and then also the fact that they did like um support like the Dalai Lama and like the people of Tibet and then like the US government like turns around and then like established more relations with China like it just like makes you wonder all of the kind of like inside kind of deals that the CIA does that like we don't know about and we might never know about like that's just yeah it's just crazy
0: I think the great like the other example like even the justice like not even the CIA alone but moreover the um, the US government like they hold a lot of stuff from us like I know uh, the president has the executive power to withhold information for example president Obama withheld um, the information um, that the, the US military navy not Exactly sure which branch, but they were actually going to go and h- hunt down Osama bin Laden. And um, Obama withheld the information from the public until Osama bin Laden w- was, of course, killed. And it kind of shows how much uh, power the, go- the government has from withholding certain information for us, for our safety, of course, but the safety of their mission as well, just to make sure that nobody kind of retaliates and goes against. Um, that or sells information to China or whatever country in whichever case um, for money or whatever like that, that's saying like betraying their nation. Um, I think the most of the other example of a US led mission um, slash conspiracy with the same communist kind of regime would be uh, the American scientists trying to militarize the weather um, Brianna, I don't think, uh, sorry, scratch that, take that out.
1: Okay. Sounds good.
0: There was this, um, there was, uh, there was this, like another thing, another conspiracy theory that actually was true was, um, the American military, like American scientists militarized the weather for the Vietnam war to make sure like the, you know how they fought in jungles, right? Yeah. They were trying to um flood the jungles like have it constantly rain so people would like flush out of the jungles cuz they were of course losing in the jungles. I don't know, yeah. I'm not going to add that in. I don't know I just thought this was a really short one so I could add it in but never mind.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of I don't know, I think another thing it kind of brings up too is like where's the line between like what the government, like, can keep a secret for, like, general safety, and where's, like, the moral, like, line of, like, we should probably tell people about this. Like, it's, like, things like this are interesting to be, like, like, how much power does our government have and, like, how much power should they have? Like, there's definitely a line in all of this with withholding that kind of information.
0: I think I think that actually... Um was an important question that the Supreme Court had to answer in uh, President Richard Nixon's impeachment and the oh, whole yeah. Watergate the whole Watergate scandal. So I, I think that question, um, it doesn't have a full answer. It doesn't have a full definition or anything like that. It's just, I think, depending on the situation, um, the Supreme Court will have to kind of rethink and look out the constitution kind of figure out for this certain situation was it fine that the president or the government will t- withheld this information but I guess yeah. I mean of course like everything I, I guess it's just a situation to situation basis yeah for this but overall I found this um theory this historical event this mission of the CIA very interesting for the reason that they it was one of the first missions that um they used a religious leader probably not the first mission but a really prominent mission that they used a religious leader that a lot of us know and feel good about to promote their cause the us did this to promote their uh the de- the idea of democracy versus um not promoting the idea of uh, a of a communist regime, so I thought that was like the most interesting part that the Dalai Lama, which we all know to be a generous figure in the world, to um, get money and use the money to um, as a way to fund the resistance toward China. I so I found that the coolest part of this whole um, kind of mission.
1: Yeah, like it's definitely like. With the religious figure, like, do you know if like the Dalai Lama before like the US worked with him? Like, was he already supporting the resistance? Like, do you think that the US changed the Dalai Lama's mind at all, or he would have probably already been on the side of the resistance, or like how much how like how much did the US affect that, I wonder too?
0: I think I think um because they brought in his brothers first um, I think because they brought, into, it brought in his brothers before they brought in the actual Dalai Lama, I think that um, kind of completely kind of pushed him to support the U.S. But I think in the very beginning, I think he would have had the notion that I should support my people because, of course, he's going to be more loyal to the people of Tibet because at that time it was an autonomous region. Then he was going to be loyal to China. So even, even with the trade agreement, even with the Sino Tibetan agreement, I still think the Dalai Lama would have been more um, loyal to the Tibetans than he would have been with China.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely think that too, that definitely makes sense. So yeah, it, it was definitely, I feel like you could say strategic on the part of like, the CIA to recognize that and really know that that would be a leader that would definitely like go with like the mission of what the CIA wanted as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For sure. Are we done?
1: I think so. I don't know if there's anything else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think there's anything else. Cause if we, if we go into like the actual like events that happen, it'll take so long.
1: Yeah. I Um, think, Yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's been about 20 minutes, so it'll probably be, like, 15, 20 minutes long.
0: Okay, yeah, I think that's fine. Honestly, I, like, there's so many conspiracies that we could talk about. I, like, um, we could also, like, add, like, I was saying controversies, but I kind of meant that, like, a topic that's highly debated and has, like, very very distinguishable sides like an example would be the watergate scandal where it has very distinguish distinguishable sides and like nobody really knows what happened then because nobody's saying anything
1: yeah yeah i think that um, would be cool
0: yeah i hope they i wonder what we're doing next week
1: yeah i, kinda I don't wanna, know
0: i kind of want to continue this but let me wrap it up really quick okay I'll just say what you said. Um, I think that's pretty much it for our discussion about the the connection between the Dalai Lama and the CIA. In the end, I, I truly think it's really, really powerful um, how the U.S. and really kind of different how the U.S. use a very prominent religious figure, prominent for the whole world to um, forward their Um, their mission, the CIA mission to uh, stop the communist regime from spreading. Um, But other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, This is not our typical episode of uh, talking about conspiracies. Um, It was more of a historical kind of episode. But again, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.
1: Alrighty, think that sounded good.